Welcome to the Silver Screen and Roll podcast. I'm Anthony Irwin. I'm joined by Harrison Fagan. Harrison, is Talon Horton Tucker, like, is he the greatest three-name player ever? We have Contavious Caldwell-Pope on the Lakers roster right now. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, like, like he may not even be, like, as of right now, I know this is going to be blaspheming me, but the best one on the Lakers currently. But I mean, the he Lakers also might also- be. They had Kareem Abdul-Jabbar is another yeah. one. I guess he was all right. Yeah. But how much better than Kareem is Talon Horton Tucker? I mean, look, it's interesting that you say that because it actually kind of brings me to the ambush intro that I was going to have that I did not tell you that I was planning. We actually have a special guest on this podcast. Mia, can you come over here really quick? Um, so, Anthony, when we last podcasted with Mia, mm-hmm. uh, you had the audacity to say that Talon Horton Tucker would, I I believe your exact words, we'd have to go back and check the tape, would in no way, shape, or form be in the rotation this year. And because, as you know, I'm a whore for engagement. Like, I, you know, one our most listened to podcast on the Silver Screen and Roll Podcast Network was titled, Anthony is Forced to Apologize to Rob Palenka. So now I'm going to (laughs) do, Anthony is Forced to Apologize for Doubting Talon Horton Tucker. So, can you please apologize to Mia, who actually is here right now? I don't know if you can hear her laughing. Mia, I want you to, to keep in mind, you're now kind of sort of talking to your boss right now. So you that, go, tread, well, tread lightly. Tread I, lightly. <laughs> you know what? I will take what I can get. How's that? <laughs> I mean, are we still sure he's definitely getting rotation minutes? Like, that, I mean, uh, you just said that he was maybe right better now. than Kareem. So you kind of walked yourself into a trap here a little bit. Yeah, I mean, would Kareem get minutes on this team? <laughs> <laughs> Anthony, it's not that hard. Just just apologize to Talon so that, again, we can clip it, and it could be like Anthony says that he's sorry. Talon, uh, he might actually potentially be like one of his – how much fun do you think this has been for him? Like, how I mean, much he's 20, so this about? has been amazing. And my yeah. favorite my favorite detail of Talon he's, Horton Tucker's sanity. He like Iowa State, right? He went, yeah, he, he went to Iowa State. Like, my favorite detail of all this is that, like, on his Instagram, the night after his first really good game, he mm-hmm. posted a picture with his girlfriend saying, like, for the one that's been here with me through all of this. <laughs> and I was like, in my head, I'm like, did she force him to post that? Like, the second he <laughs> had, like, a really good game? Like, I don't know. Hey, maybe that's it was, like, a he's smart girlfriend. Really yeah. That's just smart girlfriending. He's like that's the territory. Yeah, she's <laughs> she telling is. everybody else, "You she's leave my dumpling boyfriend alone." I was, <laughs> I was with, I've been with him since like he was just a dumpling. Now he's like the dumpling goat. Yeah, yeah. now and now he's cut down to like two thirty, and you know, looking svelte <laughs> and like ready to dominate the NBA. The Mike Wazowski was... of the Lakers. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking about. Like he he looks the way that he does. He played what thirty seven minutes in that game. Yeah, and looked fresh. I mean, look, looked, you played semi high level basketball, and you're in way worse shape than Taylor Horton Tucker is. So, well, I am now. I was in better shape, I would say, before when I played semi competitive basketball. No, look, I mean, it just makes you think. Like last year, you'd see him do this stuff, and you'd be like, imagine when he gets with has like a summer of NBA training, and now we're kind of finding out, like you know, <laughs> like he's in closer to NBA shape, like he can play 37 minutes without keeling over. Like, yeah, Mia, put me in the room when with you while that game was going on. Were you just was there tears involved? Was there? Uh, no, there was like, no tears Did you involved. spend the whole, uh, the, the, the whole game 
with a picture of me with your middle finger up? Like, what was, <laughs> what was going on there? That was only the first quarter. <laughs> no, it was She's a lot like, of I'm like... Actually, I'm resigning ahead of my actual employment just because I can't work for somebody who was that wrong about everything. A Taylor Horton Tucker denier. <laughs> I just won't accept it. I don't. I don't know. This is a conflict of interest because you know you can get like son. ask for a raise in order yeah. for me. In order for me to work for you, you actually have to either change your avatar to to Taylor Horton Tuck, change Avery's name to Taylor. Maybe is that like? What? I mean, I think you have. Well, the answer here is you have to have a second child and name them either Taylor Horton or Tucker. <laughs> or all three. Taylor, Taylor is actually kind of a cute girl's name. I mean, now you're just being rude. Like, can you just apologize to him before you insult him more? It's not an insult. Like some some guys' names are cute as girls' names too. Like Alex. Alex. Yeah, I guess, I guess maybe it could be unisex. I don't know. Can you yeah. just, can you apologize Harrison? to Taylor? Harrison's a, a good... <laughs> <laughs> there actually are girls named Harrison. No, there's not. Yeah, there are. Uh uh-uh. uh. Yeah. God, those poor girls. I don't know. I know. Where where I would they her. even be? I don't know. It's like heard. big Star Wars fans. Like their their parents just like decided. They really wanted a boy, and they're like, "Well, yeah. he's gonna be Harrison. She's gonna be Harrison. She's gonna she's gonna be Harrison." Anthony, I'm not letting you get. I'm not letting you get out of this. So, like, I've I'm a master interviewer in terms of getting the person to actually answer the question. You are going to apologize to Taylor Horton Tucker, or we are not going to move on. This this kind of like direct questioning is exactly why Kyrie was right. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. What, what what do you want me to say? Like I want you to say, Talon, I am sorry for doubting you. Exactly. You are the last hope of the Lakers franchise. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Something like that. Yeah. Talon, I and everybody else who is getting ready to watch the Lakers this preseason apologize for not anticipating that you would score 19 and 9 and then 33 and 10. I'm sorry that not a single person, not even Mia, not even Taylor's no Mia believed. Girlfriend. Mia believed. Taylor's own girlfriend was out there is out there planting her flag because she had no <laughs> idea that was going to happen. Stop it! All right, all right, we're good. All right, okay. Mia, you thank can you. go back to okay. eating dinner, but thank you. All right, so Anthony, you feel better? Yes, I do feel better. I'm glad that you apologized, uh, and I, I hope that you feel better. Honestly, like sometimes getting like that off your chest, I keep on, I keep on like having to apologize for for like not just me being surprised by. It's the funny. Album. It's not even your craziest takes that you're being forced to apologize Every, for. It's like your more reasonable ones. The reason why he was trending last night is because people like were googling who the hell this guy was. It was sort of like Alex Caruso's first summer league game. Hmm. Like where or he came like, out there and people were like, where did this 30 year old come from? And it's like, oh, he's 22. Like, I, I just can't wait for the the Houston Rockets. Is that an SB Nation show? Is that was that? Yeah, that was. I can't wait for our colleagues over there at the Houston, whatever their thing is. The dream shape. Harden, Harden My Take is their uh, podcast. Harden, name. That's actually a legit objective. It, it is a really good name, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> Although they're going to have to change it, right? But anyway, yeah, I mean, that's unfortunate, but yes, <laughs> but yeah, do, how far are we from those guys screaming like Taylor Horton? What did he score? 16 points. Well, that would, that would require the Rockets to make the playoffs, so I think we're a long way off from that. <laughs> but uh, and that's assuming that Taylor is not a star by then, but like, I, I mean, what you and I were planning to talk about before I ambushed you with the Mia, uh, like uh, with apologizing to Taylor Horton Tucker's internet mom. Uh, who will go and defend him to the ends of the earth uh, was 
whether or not we think that we can get, like, we can find minutes or the Lakers could find minutes for him in the, like, in the regular rotation. We're talking, mm-hmm. like, you know, like, on a night-to-night basis or something, not just because a guy is out because of excused health protocol absence with, or out with co- a coronavirus or out with an injury or whatever. Like, can we actually get him into this rotation on a regular basis? Like, do you, do you think it's possible? Because, like, I... I'm not going to lie to you. I spent, and I'm going to put the link to this tool. I put it up on my Twitter already. I'll put it in the podcast notes. Um, but, you know, our friend Cranjus McBasketball made a tool where you can basically play with the Lakers rotation, like shift by shift, and try and compose your own and see if it works and if you can get enough, like, you know, like, make sure that it works positionally, that it works minute-wise. It shows you how many minutes, like, a guy would be less or more than they had last season's total. So it's, like, a really good tool for actually, like, figuring out if this stuff can work and i'll put a link to it i was playing with this thing for two hours today trying to figure out how to get Taylor horton tucker minutes and i think i did it but i'm also not sure that like i was staring at it for so long that i didn't just like become insane so that's why i'm going to run it by you but before i do that like do you think it's possible like can you see it i guess like without looking like at the can you see it i guess to to quote darius yes and no (laughs) Um, so i'm the one that people are supposed to confuse for darius on this podcast (laughs) but so i i think so on one hand there are reasons there for the lakers to really kind of prioritize this right like if 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 the if he's for real he's a pretty unique player um not not just in terms of you know background and and all of those things but in an age at which he's doing this but but literal physical dimensions, they don't exist in the sport. He's 6'4 with a 7'1 wingspan. It's insane. And and if the skill set that we saw, right, where he was handling the pick and roll with legit poise, where he was shaking up like very good defenders, there yeah. weren't very many defenders out there who looked comfortable guarding him last night. He stripped Kawhi Leonard, too. Yeah, and then and then yeah, that's the other thing is I, I I compared it. I just recorded Locked On Lakers with with Pete, which you can find everywhere that you find oh, um, this show as well. <laughs> I'm gonna see if I can get a streak going on this. I think honestly, you've done it like every single show. It's kind of like honestly, I respect it. It's kind of incredible. I mean, it's tough because I record that show on the same nights that I record this show, so I'm yeah. gonna carry that conversation over. So I may as well plug it while I'm here. Yeah, but. The the offensive version of this is um, with his wingspan and, and his ability to deflect the ball and 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 strip guys the way that he was yesterday or, or the yeah it was yesterday yeah um the uh, the the offensive version of this is Giannis where most NBA players because they've been playing at this level for long enough understand how to take or, or make business decisions at the rim where they see somebody gathering and they know how this is going to go. So you do that jump and then you try to lean your head out of the way as fast as you possibly can so that you're not in the poster, which by the way, posters don't even exist anymore. Like they've become memes kind of, but nobody puts posters. I can say this definitively because I'm looking for stuff to soften my walls around here and like posters, canvases, they, they don't exist anymore. It's kind of a bummer, but uh, the, I just am still sitting here, like jaw dropped in disbelief that you just compared him to Giannis. Well, no, no, hold on, hold on. So, <laughs> so, so in in oh, I mean, you've been drinking the Kool Aid, man. You're ready. You're I, like, I've been drinking like, the, the rotation. He's gonna start over LeBron. 
no, it's that. So Giannis, Giannis though, has kind of broken that math where guys that are defending at the rim or rotating over to the rim will jump because they don't anticipate that he's going to be able to dunk from how far, how, how far out he's able to dunk because of how long he is and in athletic, but, or but mostly all in with, you know, he does that sometimes too, but yeah. yeah. And so, you know, and, and you wind up getting guys who look dumber more often than normal, just because like, that's not something they envisioned a human being being capable of doing. Yeah, they're and, like it's it's like it's like the monsters didn't expect MJ to be able to stretch his arm the entire length of the court. Right. Like that's kind of Giannis does that on a nightly basis. Well, but like and and to me, what we saw in in how the Clippers were kind of handling his defense was he'd be standing far enough away to where they say like, oh yeah, at his size, he's not going to be able to deflect this pass or uh you know strip a dribble or anything like that. But he was able to do those things and. And that like subconscious math that every basketball player does without even necessarily thinking about it. Well, that math is kind of broken because his arms are just so ridiculously long for his body. It's not just that like Kawhi Leonard, right? Kawhi Leonard's arms and hands are so long and it's part of what you anticipate when he's in the area, when he's in the vicinity, you, you can't really anticipate something like that with somebody whose wingspan is that much longer than his, 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 you know, vertical height. So yeah, um, and that's like, again, I'm not saying that he's, he's Giannis, but, but he's, just, like he's Giannis kind of, mixed with Kawhi and then like Steph shooting ability. <laughs> he's just like, he's just like this, this, he's such a, such an outlier in terms of the way that his body works and, and, and what he can do with, with how long those arms are. And the fact that, by the way, the fact that he can shoot at all with arms that are that long. Remember how Ingram, when he first came into the league, his shot was all over the place because he he couldn't his his arms were too long to really have a functioning shot. It's kind of wild to see somebody in THT have arms as long as he does and still not look awful from the perimeter when he shoots it. It's it's pretty wild everything that he was doing. And which brings me back to my point here, where the Lakers have to make a priority this year of really kind of finding out what this guy is because they're going to have to make a decision on Alex Caruso in the offseason. Uh, they're eventually going to have to make a decision on Dennis Schroeder and, and whether he's going to be around. Uh, KCP is, is going to be... Uh, KCP is going to be, uh, a, you know, around or, or, or a part of the organization for the foreseeable future as well. So... So at some point, the, the, the math that they're going to have to do on this is we have to make a decision. And if you're going to make that decision, you hope to be able to do so with as much information as you possibly can, which means they're going to have to they're, they're going to have to find minutes. The no to it right when I said yes or no is that the Lakers are so damn deep that I'm not really sure that math even works. Yeah, no, it's definitely, like I said, I nearly drove myself to the point of insanity trying to figure this out. And like Fair Frank insanity. Vogel... I mean, yeah, like Frank Vogel deserves his paycheck that he's getting this year. I'm I, like, I will say yeah. not that he didn't deserve it last year, but he really did. Like everybody's going to say like, oh, this team's so talented. You just roll the ball out. It's like, I mean, you got to figure out which minutes and where these guys are going to play. Like this is not 
uh, going to be an easy rotation for him to manage unless like, you know, injuries or whatever kind of take it out of his hands. Because if this team is healthy, they're like incredibly deep. And I, I guess like after the break, we can get into kind of, you know, some of these minutes distributions that I was able to get to for guys. And you can tell me whether or not you think it's, I've made a reasonable case for THT to get into the rotation. Go for it. I I, I, I legit don't know how this math is actually going to work. All right, so we will, we're going to take a quick break, and then uh, we will be right back to do that. All right, so I am I'm not going to because this would be horrible audio. Like read you like each shift and whatever that like I put guys in, and that, like that would not work. I'm just going to read you minutes distributions that I gave guys. Okay. So um, so I, I'm just going to go from the top here down. Uh, I got Schroeder at 27 minutes. That's three less than he played last season. Uh, and then I, I'll, I will actually not do the difference for every single guy. Uh, Alex Caruso, 21. Contavious Caldwell-Pope, 30. Uh, I got uh, Wesley Matthews with 21. LeBron James with 33. Kyle Kuzma with 15. Uh, Anthony Davis with, oh, sorry, Markeith Morris with 12. I almost said Anthony Davis with 12. Uh, Anthony Davis with 33. Montrez Harrell with 24. And Marc Gasol with 12. And then I ha- I was able to find in there 12 minutes for Talon. Because I didn't, like, the thing is, like, when you're using this tool, and this is, like, obviously not a perfect way to look at it, because Frank isn't, like, binded by these, like, three-minute allotments, basically, that, you know, you have here. Um, but it, when you look at this tool, like, basically, you could sh- downshift THT to nine minutes, but then he's getting, like, a three-minute stint in one half and six minutes in the other, and that's just, like, a weird way to distribute. It was the same problem that I ran into with Markeith Morris. He was having, like, uh, that weird, like, you know, three minutes and then six minutes, like, in the closing lineup and whatever. And, you know, we know that Frank values Markeith, but I just wonder if in the regular season, like, it feels like if Talon's going to get run, like, basically playing with this, it's going to come at the expense of Kuz, and it's going to come at the expense of Markeith, most likely, um, because, like, I don't know if you feel like 12 for Gasol is meaningful, is, uh, like, realistic or not. Like, that feels like maybe a little low to me because it is a significant drop-off from what he had last year. But at the same time, like, we know how this team uses its bigger centers. Like, it's for, you know, that shift to start uh, to start both halves. And then it may be different this year because they don't have that second bulky guy, but I feel like they may just throw a lot of those minutes at Trez and have him paired up with AD there. So I, I feel like 12 is not, like insane for Gasol but I see that like some people would probably quibble with that so without getting into the mechanisms of of the actual math and and then like the averages like I, I think I can kind of see some of the averages there 12 minutes a night for THT seems kind of high I think it's going to be closer to like the eight range yeah, um, and that's like that's totally reasonable. Like that could be that's a case that you could make, and then you could like you could split those up into fours. You just can't do that with this tool. So it was like you know I was kind of playing with it, yeah. but yeah, you you could realistically do that as a coach. I but I, again, without getting too deep into the math, I think what you're going to see with the Lakers and with most smart teams this year is that you're going to see you know on average a team will have an eleven man rotation or or you know, they'll have 11 guys who feel like they're a part of the rotation. Even if they don't play every night. I I feel like that's it. Yeah, exactly. That's it right there. Is it like, you're going to, you're going to have guys that, you know, on, on any given night, 11 guys 
are know that they need to prepare and be ready for the game. It's just a matter of which of those 11 guys are going to have the night off on, on any given night. And then based on who is getting the night off. So if LeBron is getting a night off, that means you have 30 minutes to be able to dole out. And on those nights, THT is going to play closer to 15 minutes. Right. And, and on nights, or maybe where, even more like, you know, if he really has it going, yeah, and it like, like, you know, yeah. yeah. Right. And, and, and on nights where it's, you know, Caruso getting a night off. Well, then maybe on that night, THT is only going to get, you know, the 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 eight to ten or or whatever it's going to look like. So, uh, I and 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 again, like well, what maybe I keep coming, still get zero. Like, I mean, it's possible at least. Yeah, like, I mean, it's stacked. Like, and, and that's something that we all have to prepare for. But like at the same time, I agree with you on your point that for a lot of reasons, uh, most you know, most pressingly, that he's going to be a free agent that they have to make a decision on at the end of this year, albeit probably a restricted one. Um, like they really do need to see what they have in this guy, especially since he showed so much promise during the preseason already. Yeah. And like, there, there are reasons to throw some cold water on this, right? Like he's very clearly taking that game a lot more seriously than Paul George. And oh, Carolina absolutely. And yeah. The other guys. So like, you, you know, you're getting some of that is, is a little bit of an outlier, but still, you know, you would think that, a 20 year old second year player who was basically like if Ben Simmons was a rookie when he won rookie of the year, then he's just like essentially your rookie. Just so the, he, he really highlights how stupid it was that Ben Simmons won rookie of the year. I know THT um, is like, as far as I know, and like, I, I think I've seen this like stated from the NBA, like he is ineligible for rookie of the year because he played five regular season minutes last year, pre-bubble. Bull Bull is eligible for rookie of the year because he only played in the bubble. He did not yeah. play any minutes for the team prior to the bubble. And so for whatever reason, the bubble stats don't count, but THT's five minutes that he played is disqualifying. Not that he would win rookie of the year, right? Like he's not going to have like a significant enough role, most likely like barring injury to win that. But like, it is really stupid. Yeah. The the whole thing, the rookie of the year, I think honestly, we should get rid of rookie of the year. Honestly, THT should like stage. He should go like Donovan Mitchell did like during like his salty rookie of the year campaign with like definitions. And he's like, yeah, like with like sweatshirts, like should five minutes rule me out? Like, I mean, just like get like really tacky marketing campaign behind him. A lot of people have have significantly changed their lives in the matter of five minutes, but that's a completely different. (laughs) (laughs) But but so so I, I also, you know. It, it gets us back to this this point that we're at with this team where they're so good one through ten that somebody as promising as Taylor could you imagine how excited any you know like the the Oklahoma City Thunder would be or or any team that's like getting ready for a rebuild would be to get somebody like Taylor Horton Tucker minutes and the Lakers if like, Tucker was on the Knicks yeah, they'd be like they'd be putting a statue up yeah. I mean, James Dolan would, would like show his face in, in Madison square garden, you know, and, and, but yet, you know, the Lakers, because of the way that they have put their, uh, their roster together and because of how deep this, this team is like in a lot of ways, it's very clear that the Lakers and Rob Palenka really took into account how crazy this season could potentially be. Yeah. And like, maybe, maybe it's not going to be as 
insane as it's been in the NFL because the NBA is starting at a point where we're only potentially months away from a vaccine and it's a it counterpoint seems to be, they're playing indoors. That too. Yeah. You know, but but like counter counterpoint, the NBA seems significantly smarter top to bottom than the NFL. Yeah, so, I would say it's a league definitely. Uh and and but you know, still the Lakers had to and all these teams had to prepare for how crazy this, this season is going to be. And because of that, I think it's, it, you know, it, it's great that the Lakers are as deep as they are. And because on any, on any given night, like the, the, the whole point of this season is going to be getting through fighting through the war of attrition, and then hopefully being as healthy as you possibly can be by the time you get to the finals. Uh, and, and, it's going to take guys like THT showing out. It's going to take guys like Devonte Kaycock to, 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 to fill in on nights where Marcus all needs a night off or something like that, you know, and where and the Lakers kind of things too, like intangibly, especially for a team that's repeating, like Talon gives them something that they could be excited about. Like the new addition of Dennis Schroeder, like, you know, for him to go mm-hmm. off one night, like they'll get excited when that happens. They'll get excited when Trez has a big game. You know, yeah. like you need reasons and like, you know, obviously these guys are paid a lot of money. I understand that. Like, but like, you know, when you just did it and you just won a title, it's like, oh, like now we got to do the whole regular season thing again. Like, you know, I'm half convinced that the reason, you know, I don't know if you saw Dave McMenamin's tweet last night about uh, LeBron being so excited about THT that he yelled, stop it, stop it, took his mask off and threw it at a chair. Um <laughs> I am convinced LeBron I'm halfway convinced LeBron was trying to get himself suspended from the remaining two preseason games so that Talon could keep falling out like well but you know to your point though it was it's very important to a reigning champion to have something close to the chemistry that helped they helped them win in the first place you see the way that they were responding to THT. You see the way that they were responding. It was to like Facebook. it was like LeBron was watching one of Bronny's high school games. Like they were all excited, yeah. just like this kid's going out there and balling out. Like you see the way that they were responding every time Jared Dudley hit a three pointer <laughs> and was yes. finding like some new way to celebrate. Oh my like, god! Did you he see was, like running out of celebrations by the end of the <laughs> night? It was amazing. <laughs> it reminded me. Did you ever watch? Oh man, Naked Gun, where he I've came out. Oh my god. It's an old movie, but uh, he starts, he's, he's an umpire. And, oh, I've seen the scene. I know what you're talking yeah. about. Yeah. And so like, by the time he's like calling these guys out on strikes, he's just gone to such insane lengths to celebrate and, and really take in the, the crowd loving his terrible umpiring. Like Jared Dudley with no fans in the building, by the way, there's nobody there. (laughs) I was surprised Jared Dudley didn't like high five imaginary courtside fans one time as he was running back up. Like, just like you could see him doing the motion or whatever. (laughs) He was like, at one point he was high fiving himself, like doing little like gestures and stuff like. (laughs) And, and, but like the Lakers were loving it from the bench. Yeah. Like every time he was doing that, they were loving it. And, and look, I, I do think that this season is going to to really be a tough one to kind of slog through because they know what they're capable of. They know what the end game is and and they just kind of have to get there. So the more fun that you can make it along the way with guys like THT, whose growth they're going to really enjoy watching from start to finish. More guys you can get like Schroeder and Mantra stepping in and, you know, coming from a different background, not having been there last year and wanting to prove I don't. 
Schroeder hasn't won a championship, neither has Trez. No, so, neither. So you're going to have central figures to this rotation who are going to inject, you know, a, a little bit of different energy there. And and yeah, I, I just think, like, I, I, I'm, I'm legit curious, Harrison, if you think or if you agree with me on this one. These Lakers feel like a juggernaut. Like yeah, this, no, I mean, they, they, they really do. They like, I've, I've never felt more like that than when I was, I, I'm telling you, like, I, if you stare at this depth chart for as long as I did today, trying to find our large adult son, Thick Van Axel, 12 <laughs> minutes in the rotation, you will see how hard it is to cut minutes from places. Like, you were having to make yeah. decisions where, like, you know, if Frank Vogel really makes these decisions, I don't know if guys are going to be, like, there, there may be certain guys that are unhappy about it. Like, because it's like, this team is so deep that it's hard to cut minutes from guys because you have so many guys where you're like, okay, like, so on a normal team, like if you were getting down to the 10th, 11th guy, it's like a judgment call. Like you probably don't have like strong opinions on which guy should be the actual 10th one in the rotation versus the 11th one. And so not even when you have strong opinions, it's like you weren't super confident either way. Well, exactly. Like, and so like on a normal team, you'd be like, you'd be like, well, you know, they could just take Markeith out of the rotation. Talon's really showing out. He's a younger guy. Like, you know, you give him those minutes, whatever. Like Markeith is a guy that Vogel, you know, I thought this was really telling. And I, I think I, I don't know if I mentioned it on this podcast, but when he was talking about what, when the, won them the title, he said, going small with AD and Keith is what won us the championship. And so, you know, he values him. So he's not going to be completely mm-hmm. out of the rotation. You know that Kuz isn't either because they're still trying to figure out like, A, whether or he's not they're going to have to make a decision on. like Yeah, they're going to have to make a decision on him by the end of the year. And like, you know, you're not going to cut Schroeder down to like 20 minutes or something. You don't want to take Caruso like significantly out. Like it's just, it's really, you just re-signed KCP to a giant deal. You didn't sign Wes Matthews to sit on the bench. Like you just, there's so many guys here that can play. Like we can argue about who's better, who's the best, but like all of these guys are like, realistically probably like they, the Lakers probably have 10 guys at least who could start on most teams. Well, so a fun exercise that David did when he was kind of giving us some, some fodder to build content off of, uh, he said, so he basically looked across the league and identified players that he, you, you know, he would feel comfortable seeing play more than half the game. And the Lakers had nine of those guys. And I would imagine the 10th guy is Mark Gasol, who is only not in that kind of description simply because he's old. Yeah, like, like he, he could play. Like you'd be comfortable with him in so nearly any situation. In yesterday's yeah. game, he looked incredible with yeah. with the way that he was passing. And, and so, yeah, I just I, I look at it. LeBron, you have never, ever in LeBron's career been able to say that he's playing on a deep team, ever. By the time you get to like the eighth or ninth guys in his rotation, you're talking about like Booby Gibson or something. Yeah, I mean, I think by I think last year by the end of it, we had realized that the Lakers were deeper than we expected. But yeah, not like, not not like this. this. Not, not this like year. this. Yeah. When he's when he I mean, I would imagine that this year he's gonna be watching the best basketball he's ever watched from the sideline on a team that he plays. And we saw it last night when when a shorthanded Lakers team frankly made the Clippers look kind of bad, you know, in, in, in that game, when, when the Clippers were playing their rotation guys. 
again, preseason and the disclaimer is bad. They weren't as motivated. They were running new stuff. Like, all the caveats, whatever. Like, the Lakers still went out and punched them in the mouth. Lakers are dealing with that same shit, by the way. Like, they're they're also dealing with it, too. That, that, you know, if anything, the team team that is is going to have to fight against or or, or really try to care the most is the reigning champion. I mean, I think it's probably – look at the guys they were throwing out there. It's all guys with stuff to prove. Like, I think – yeah. Well, but like the Clippers organization has a ton to prove. <laughs> yes. I mean, that's so, fair. But like, I, I think, you know, c- convincing Kawhi to flip that switch for a preseason game is probably a tough task. Yeah. I mean, convincing Kawhi to do anything appears to be a very tough task if, yeah. for, for the Clippers. But yeah, I, I think. Well, I mean, unless you're that guy that, you know, had that uh, alleged deal with Jerry West, then apparently for him, it's re- they should get him on payroll, allegedly. Uh, this is a. Uh, were they they were already fined 250k right and uh for 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 doing some stuff behind the scenes with with uh that was with DeAndre Jordan uh they they helped him get a sponsor which they wound I up having I do not paid. remember this at all but yeah. I, I believe you um, I, only, I I only say this cuz I read um about it today and, <laughs> and and but so you're looking at you're looking at you know the Clippers. That's going to be an interesting one too, depending on how strict the uh, NBA. Will, will the NBA it. void Kawhi's contract? Look, I'm not making any accusations. I'm just asking questions on the air. I mean, would the Lakers <laughs> even have room for Kawhi if he showed interest? Yeah, I mean, look, if they void it, like Kawhi's going to have to go somewhere for the minimum. That's a great buyout candidate right there. Like, yeah, I mean, I, I just don't think you can you can take away THT minutes for, no, for somebody who's I mean, breaking still down the way We know what Kawhi is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> i don't know man i'm this is the most you and i have talked about this a couple times over now and and I, i'm gonna repeat it because it's really fun to say given uh the 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 shit fest that covering this team has been for for a good chunk of the seven years that we've covered them but this is the most exciting that I, i've ever been for a lakers season and i have never felt like this feels like the, it, it could be the best lakers team of my lifetime. I'm, I'm not... less excited for this one than I was for last year, just because last year was my first chance to cover a really good one. And like, yeah. we weren't dealing with the shortest turnaround in NBA history, but I, that said, I'm still very excited for this one. And like, just, I'm more, I'm way more excited for this one than I would have been had they just run it back. And that's nothing against the guys that they let go. It's more of just like, now there are new things to think about and like new things to watch for. And like that in and of itself is exciting. Like watching for like, if THT is going to be in the rotation or what role Schroeder is going to play or you know the basketball porn that is going to be Marcus Gasol and LeBron James figuring out how to pass to each other at great angles like yeah. you know it, it, it's going to be incredible yeah so yeah I mean it, it's it's why we're having this conversation with somebody as promising as THT has been whether or not he's going to find a way into this rotation to be in the rotation not just like not start not whatever to even play right. this guy just right. dropped 33 points the other night and we're debating whether or not like he has a chance to get in the game for this team yeah. on a normal night so so I, I just think you know the way I'm kind of looking at him I I this to me feels like a a super special year and maybe the the best team that I've ever watched uh, you know, but heading into a season, this this feels like the most talented Lakers team I've ever seen, and uh, and if they if they live up to their potential, I <laughs> I don't really know how anybody defends them. I don't really know. 
how anybody beats them in a seven game series. They're going to be able to low manage LeBron during the playoffs. Just throw THT out there. (laughs) Well, the the key is going to be whether or not they can load manage THT apparently. Yeah. Well, I mean, he played 37 minutes in a preset. I I could not believe, I mean, I knew they were shorthanded a little bit with LeBron out and some of the other guys, but like him and Kuz, how many minutes they've been playing. Like they deserve some type of award from the NBA just for like getting out there and like, playing that much during the preseason there should be like some kind of bonus in your contract if you go over 35 minutes in a preseason game like <laughs> who's played 41 did i see that right did he play 41 last night i did not i know he played 37 in the first one which i was like again i was looking at the look box up. score from that one yeah i know i was looking at the box score from the first one and i was like holy hell how did he play this man and that's why i ended up doing that story on them being shorthanded go ahead you found it 40 Oh my god! Yeah, no, Who's he deserves like NBA best conditioning award or something like like he deserves something, some kind of little trophy. Like, dude, Jared Dudley played twenty eight minutes. <laughs> you got to look up if that would be his high he's, from last year. It probably is. He's probably so angry. Like, guys, I just signed here to be a mentor. I don't want to actually play. That's why like, he ran out of celebrations. He was out there too. He went long. back to the bench and he's like, Phil, if I give you my jersey, can you go in for me? <laughs> <laughs> i just need a breather dude i'm saying this is somebody who like i just i started trying and working out and i have like portions of my body that are sore i didn't even know you could be sore in those regions and uh and i'm, I'm telling you dudley felt like that yesterday or today <laughs> dudley <laughs> dudley had like an extra big ice bath next to lebron and ad today like they put him in the full like captain america cryo chamber <laughs> yeah Oh man. All right. Well, this is, this is a, a super fun look ahead. It looks like Anthony Davis and LeBron James, according to Frank Vogel are going to be uh, back out there for the Lakers to available. He didn't commit to starting. Look, you can't mess with a good thing. They're two and oh, like you LeBron for six man of the year. Jordan never did it. I'm just saying like, this could be something that he puts on his resume and like Jordan, you know, we saw with Scott Burrell during the last dance would never empower a young player in the way LeBron has with THT. Like Jordan Mm -hmm. would be bullying him and like trying to destroy him in practice. LeBron is like, look at my son go. And he's like, probably, he probably has like the clutch people like photoshopping him into like a THT into like old family photos and stuff. Yeah. Like so that he can claim that he's played in the NBA with his son. I, I loved watching Frank Vogel take questions about it. Right. Because like, he's looking at it purely from a coach standpoint where he's like, man, I got to, I'm going to have to reel in this young guy at some point anyway. But he also, I mean, he was wearing a mask, but you could still see it in his eyes. Just like he was smiling the whole time he was talking about him. This guy is really he, he he really resonates with with all everybody who's watching him play. I mean, I think and, it's too, like you watch how much fun he's having out there and then you hear him talk about it and they're like, well, like what chance do you think you're going to have for minutes? He's like, look, like a lot of 18, 19, 20 year old guys as if he doesn't even know his own age, like he wouldn't even get like this opportunity. And I'm just excited to be here and like be around these guys and playing in the pros. Like, you know, he was he was smiling because like Kawhi, you know, he got asked about Kawhi asking his age and like how old he was, uh, you know, like he's. Like he's making like if you just the fact if you impress Kawhi at something yeah like how many times have we ever seen that guy be visibly impressed and he was like Wesley how old is this kid like right right I mean I think he was asking that because he has the body of like a thirty five year old but still <laughs> you're so rude I mean we we won't look we already like you know Pete set such a high bar for fat shaming THT on the last LFR podcast that like yeah. we can't 
we won't clear it, but um, come on, like we gotta, we we got, we're a body positive podcast, okay? Like you can't look like I you am positive. He has the same kid. body I have. <laughs> <laughs> Representation in the NBA for you, Anthony. Yeah. What a day to be alive. I'm telling you, man. Me That's and my fellow dumping figuring it out right now. Like everybody's yeah. like, I could do that. Like. Yeah, that's why. I was, yeah, I, was, I did like five push-ups. I'm like, yep, I'm back. You're Here like, we go. like the, you're singing the Jordan song. Like, I believe that he is me. <laughs> exactly. I could All be right. like Taylor. So the Lakers are not in action. Uh, when you guys are listening to this tomorrow on Tuesday, they will be back on Wednesday. At which point we'll we'll see uh, more of the full rotation and and get ready for the season, which is now. Holy crap, seven days away. <laughs> yeah, we're very close now. Uh, yeah, we're almost there. We're almost there. Get excited. Uh, You're more excited for this season than any season in NBA history. So I don't want to hear you complaining. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not complaining. I'm just still in shock that. Yeah, we, I, we are I genuinely can't believe it. I still, it doesn't it's feel insane. real. It's unbelievable. Uh, this was a lot of fun, though. Make sure you guys are tuning in across the entire feed for coverage as we get you guys ready for this super exciting season. Uh, please continue to stay safe out there, and then we will talk to you again next Monday. 